This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Oh, Mayor Jenner, it's been ages. I was just scolding him for not coming in for a regular cleaning. Dr. Karut motioned for Mayor Jenner to follow. And the three of them disappeared into the office. Tracy looked back at herself in the little mirror on the wall and smiled, exposing a row of even white teeth. There is a space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is a wonderfully diabolical tale called Wisdom. Come closer now. I don't bite. (laughs) Dr. Karut pulled down his mask and looked at Paul, who was laying still in the chair next to him. A bright light beamed into Paul's open mouth, reminding him of the sun which would occasionally get eclipsed by Dr. Karut's head. I can fix your cavity. That is not an issue, Dr. Karut said with a reassuring smile. There is another thing. Hmm, yes? Paul lifted his head off the chair as if trying to hear whatever comes next better. It's your second molar, on the lower left side. How does that feel? Any pain? Paul blinked a few times and started feeling with his tongue on the left side. Well, I can't, um, I can't really tell. I mean, maybe. He stared at the dentist and blinked. No, no pain. I don't think so. Hmm, because there is some real damage there. I'm surprised you do not feel it. What kind of damage? Hmm, it's a cavity, but very far advanced. I saw it in the x-ray. Very bad situation. Uh, and you can take care of it today? Dr. Karut stared at Paul, his eyes kind and full of concern. I'm afraid it's a little too late for that. We have to pull it. Pull it? The, The whole tooth? Paul's eyes darted from side to side anxiously and sternly and nodded with authority. You see, if you let this go unchecked, eventually it will worsen. By that time, you will be feeling all the pain that comes with it, too. And it will be harder to fix. Let's just get it done now, since I already have you here. Paul was about to protest, but stopped and checked himself. He did not want to question the dentist's assessment, and especially now, when he was trying to persuade Karut to donate money for the hospital. But the biggest reason Paul did not want to make a fuss was that he did not want Karut to think him cowardly, did not want him to tell someone in town 
about how he was afraid to pull a tooth. The man steadied himself, cleared his throat, and responded in the most casual voice. I would much rather fix it now. That's fine. Uh, What's another 20 minutes anyway? I'm so glad you agree. Dr. Karut swiftly arranged the instruments, then nodded to Mary. You can get started on the next patient. I can handle this. Mary frowned and was about to say something, but she paused, nodded, and disappeared behind a large cream-colored door. She carefully shut it on the way out so as not to disturb the procedure, but the sound of its worn-out hinges still made a forlorn wail. When only the two men remained in the room, Dr. Karut started the procedure. Paul tried to stay calm, but something about the dentist's eagerness, something about his movements, failed to put him at ease. Dr. Karut had a sparkle in his eyes, and even seemed to be smiling. Paul's heart quickened its pace in anticipation of what was to come. First, Dr. Karut took out gauze and carefully stuffed it around Paul's jaw. That did not feel good. It reminded Paul of how vulnerable he felt, spread out in the dentist's chair. Next, Dr. Karut got a syringe and inserted it in Paul's mouth. Just some Novocaine for the pain, Dr. Karut explained, and Paul nodded as if he knew and approved. Paul knew from his previous experience that he was not supposed to feel a thing, so he tried to relax and even dared to close his eyes for a moment. Suddenly, a sharp feeling went through him. It started at his jaw like lightning, struck him down his neck and all the way down into his arm. Paul gripped the armrest, gripped it hard, even though he did not mean to do that. Cold perspiration covered him instantly, and his body tensed under something he could only describe as extreme discomfort. Right in the nerve, Dr. Karut said and smiled, as if that was supposed to make Paul happy and at ease. The dentist shook Paul's cheek, helping the Novocaine spread through the nerve. You won't feel a thing now. Dr. Karut took out a tool that reminded Paul of forceps and secured it around his tooth. Even with the Novocaine, Paul felt the touch of metal against his tooth. The pressure around it built up and grew, becoming almost impossible. It was very uncomfortable. And Paul tried to move his mouth and realized he could not. There was a crunch, a grinding sound, which went through his whole body. And Paul winced, not so much from the pain, but from the sound. The pressure and the crunch continued without mercy. And when Paul finally felt relief, the twisting started. That was the worst part. It repeated. And Paul was about to quit gripping the chair, was about to reach out to Dr. Karut and beg for him to stop. Before he could do that, there was something like a pop in his jaw. Paul relaxed a little, 
and decided to be brave, to stop focusing so much on the sensations and brace himself for the end. When is this going to be done, he thought desperately, feeling vulnerable and helpless in the chair. Cold perspiration covered his forehead in a sticky layer, and the shirt he was wearing was at once ruined with it. Paul gripped the chair handles, squeezed them as hard as he knew how. It made no difference. The only thing that mattered at that moment was the pressure in his jaw and the grinding, crunching, and twisting. Once again, Paul felt something pop in his mouth. He was not sure if it was the tool or the tooth, but now the warm, metallic taste of blood filled his nostrils and the warm, salty liquid pooled against his numb cheek. Dr. Karut quickly adjusted the suction device. The red, frothy liquid was gone, passing through a clear tube near Paul's eyes before disappearing for good. The sound of dental tools was giving Paul a headache. But then, the pressure released and he felt his tooth slide out. It did so effortlessly, as if teeth did that sort of thing all the time. The relief of getting this extraction over with sunk in and drained Paul of all his strength. He slumped a little in the chair, while Dr. Karut's fingers worked in his mouth, doing this and that movement. Next, Paul saw bloody gauze being removed, pulled out from somewhere in his large, numb mouth. Paul did not know or care what the dentist was doing. Let him do whatever, Paul thought. I just want this to be done. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Hello, dear listeners. This is Sarah Shekels, and you might recognize my voice for I am the great North Witch from last year's holiday story, Sacrifice, which you can listen to on stories from the in-between. And if you enjoyed that story and would like the unique opportunity to see it read live, in person, on Saturday, December 4th, in none other than the historic Salem, Massachusetts, please... Click the link in the show notes for times and ticket details. Perhaps we will meet, and I can show you some spells. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger. Where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The light in the room was getting darker and darker, while the silence was so absolute. Paul felt like he drifted, as if floating down a river. A sharp nudge brought him back. All done! Dr. Karut's voice was cheerful and full of strength. Paul looked around in confusion and tried to feel his left cheek, but everything felt slow and uncomfortable. Let me help you up. I think you're a little disoriented. Dr. Karut loosened the large bib around Paul's neck, and Paul noticed how much blood was splattered on it. He leaned on the dentist and noticed how wobbly his feet were. He stared at them in disbelief, wondering if they were still his feet, or perhaps they were also extracted along with his tooth and replaced by something else, rubbery and untrustworthy. Are you okay? You look pale. You may need to sit in the waiting room for a few minutes until this passes. It happens. Dr. Karut was smiling, and yet his face did not look kind. It looked sharp and mean. I will get you some water. Do you want a painkiller, maybe? Most people don't need them, but it was a little tougher than I expected, and I worry you will feel a bit sore tomorrow. Obediently, Paul walked behind Dr. Karut. His head was spinning, and he hardly heard what the dentist was saying to him. In the waiting area, he was happy to finally sit in a room that had none of those dental tools. Dr. Karut tucked a prescription into his jacket pocket and patted it much too vigorously. They made eye contact, and Dr. Karut smiled at Paul. I have to go. I have another patient waiting for me. His dark eyes were sparkling, as if the dentist got the best piece of news possible while pulling the tooth. Tracy will watch you until you feel better. Just don't think about your tooth too much. Dr. Karut turned and disappeared into another room. The young girl at reception stared at Paul, tried to smile, but then remembered looking at herself in the mirror on the wall next to her. Eventually, Paul started to come too, and gradually sat up straighter. Why was he making such a big deal out of this whole thing? Lots of people got their teeth pulled. Even children did. So why should he feel so awful about it? A few minutes later, Paul was up and walking unsteadily towards the door. He was trying to shake off the crunching sounds and the feeling of pressure as he waved to the young woman on his way out, without giving her another glance. On the next episode of Wisdom. Look at what I have, Dr. Karut said as he pulled something out of his breast pocket. It was carefully folded in a tissue, surrounded by tiny specks of blood. Agnes leaned closer to look at the contents of the napkin and studied it carefully. Her pale blue eyes danced over the tissue. The wrinkles around them widened, and her face erupted into a smile. Thank you for listening to Wisdom, a crawlspace media production of a story from the in-between, narrated by Danny Scott. Visit me at dannyscottvo.com or on Twitter at dannyscottvo.
Music and audio engineering by David Williams. Be sure to visit storiesfromtheinbetweenpodcast.com for all things irrational. <laughs> this is a Glass Box Media Podcast.